Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode is entitled Death by Technology. And really the theme here and what we tried to uncover and dive into is, is our obsession as marketers with tracking and attribution and technology actually hurting us as marketers and making us kind of throw out some of our you know, fundamental values of, of marketing and things that you know, we learned back in college about you know, what, it, what it means to be a marketer and what the role of marketing plays. And I think we got to some good topics here because of this idea of digital marketing. Everything is so visible and trackable that we, as an industry, really, really doubled down on tracking everything and assigning attribution and understanding reports and analytics and big data and all these kinds of things. So what we dove in today is really just what we believe as marketers and what we think and what we've seen be effective. And a lot of it has to do with kind of forgetting about (laughs) too much tracking, too much attribution. So listen to the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoy. If you do give us a a like or follow on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And uh, of course, subscribe. All right, Taylor, today we're talking about marketing technology and how crazy that landscape is and how much, yeah, probably how much has changed in the last, just a few last years, forget the last decade. Mm-hmm. Being in this space for so long, I'm always reminded by, do you think we have too much technology, you know, the ability to track and measure, you know, we're measuring everything from impressions to clicks to conversion. Yeah. Do you think that's hindering our ability to market properly because of all these tools? I think it's the risk of that happening is, is very high. I think if you allow your technology to drive your marketing strategy and not the other way around, then yeah, you're going to limit yourself to whatever the capabilities of that software are. So I love technology and I love the ability to track attribution, but I do think that as marketers, sometimes I see it a lot of times where our obsession with the ability to track and our obsession with attribution is actually killing your marketing strategy because you're doing the wrong things. And, you know, we talk about all the time as a good marketing strategy, like become a resource, become an industry resource, basically turn your company into a publication or a media company for your niche, right? For your industry. And so these marketing technology companies have done that to a T. So they educate you as a marketer, how to market, but they educate you as a marketer, how to market using their technology. So the right answer is always going to be more technology or, you know, how do you track this channel or how do we track the impact of the channel? Well, you have to use the tool sets that we have. So if you can't track it, then it's not a good strategy. And that is the pitfall I want people to try to avoid is just because your current tech stack doesn't track it the way that you want it to, doesn't mean it's not a good strategy. And you have to break out of that box. And I think almost throwing technology out the window sometimes, at least mentally, is the better strategy as a marketer because you stop thinking inside that box of here are my limitations. I have to run this you know, Facebook ad to a lead gen form, to an ebook download, to nurture sequence, to that way I can have lead scoring. And then I can have my reports to say, hey, I generated 500 leads for X amount of dollars. And you know, we had leads from all these different channels. The problem is if you're using the wrong channels for the wrong type right. of strategy, then just because you can put it into your attribution report, that's where I see the danger of too much attribution, too much technology. Wow. That's a lot there. So let's unpack it a little bit because like you said, marketing technology companies are really good at marketing. Yeah. Therefore we change our strategy around what the tool or 
the limitations of the tool can do yeah. rather than thinking holistically about our client, our target market, who are we going after and can we get our message across to them, right? right? That's the job yeah. of a marketer. Right. <laughs> can we get as many eyeballs as possible to our brand, have them come see it, click it, you know, like be the resource. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's, we tell <clears throat> our clients all the time and we get so many questions. Like if you just simplify what you're trying to do and if your job is a marketer, you forget about all the technology, forget about all the noise, the reports that you're supposed to have. And right. well, we have to have a certain number of MQLs and SQLs. And if you say my job as a marketer is to introduce our customers to our brand and to our solution, right? Connect your brand to the customers. Right. That's what we're trying to do as marketers is in its simplest form typically how you do that, especially if they're not actively searching, right? I think there's two sides of it. If someone is actively searching for a solution, that's where the more performance type marketing, SEO, PPC type of things come into play. I don't think anybody has any question on how to measure attribution and track, like the tools exist. You could do that with Google analytics. You can see right. the traffic source and you can see the leads. Those are very bottom of the funnel. What we're talking about is the rest of that, right? That might be 1% of, or 3% or 5% of your target audiences, people are actively searching for your solution. The rest of it, you have to conform your marketing messaging and strategy to the buyer's journey, not to your technology. And this is where I have a big problem with a lot of limitations of even the industry leading technologies that are out there today, because they're not measuring on engagement and quality of your visitors or quality of the traffic, right? Because they're not analyzing your LinkedIn posts and saying, Hey, there was 500 CEOs who watched 30% of your video or whatever it is. Right. They don't have that data, right? They have data of a lead. Well, a lead is, you know, an MQL versus an SQL. So let's have the top of the funnel. We'll have an ebook download or we'll have a, a chat or a lead ad or something like that. And maybe that's not the right way to get your message across. Again, if you go back to, we're trying to educate our market in the most cost-effective way, why do, why do we want to get somebody to download an ebook or sign up for a webinar or something along those lines? Social media in general is a passive channel, right? And so we're using it as a channel to generate leads for bottom of the funnel buyer right. intent. There's going to be a huge disconnect between the sales process, what's happening on the marketing, the salespeople are going to follow up with those leads. I mean, we all know this cycle of get an ebook download, get a call 20 minutes later from a sales rep, get emails for the next six months, you never even read the ebook. You never purchased the you know, software. You never even figured out what it was right. about because you didn't take the time to read the ebook because you had to get the email and you were just like, you know, you were curious, so you clicked on it and then you never got the information. So the marketer did their job of generating a lead. So they have the metrics, but the marketer didn't do their job of educating the customer because if you really want to educate the customer, you would give as much free information away as possible and build that value because you're building awareness at the same time about the problem or you know, right. the product at the same time is driving product consideration or service consideration, depending on what your offer is. So that's where technology comes in. And if you look at, you know, a Marketo or Pardot or HubSpot, or even a, you know, a singular point solution, like a drift or something like that, their answer is always going to be more of their product, right? Like right. this is how you operate an ad in, you know, HubSpot, or here's right. how you operate. Everyone needs to go to the website and, everything is a, a chat bot because that's how people want to communicate. But you have to look at the buyer and where they're at in the buyer's journey. And if that is even going to be effective way for them to, you know, digest your information or consume your content. Wow. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think 
a lot of marketers do make that mistake because once you buy into the technology, your job is to use every little piece of the technology and then you end up becoming right. a product of the technology and you could be missing out on a big portion of yeah. where your buyers are. What if it doesn't track YouTube views? And then all of a sudden, are you not going to put out any content on YouTube, the second largest search engine? It's exactly right. And it, and it comes down to every single component of that. And it's like, oh, well, the software is so robust. Like we get so fixated on, we need to have this, you know, really comprehensive and detailed lead scoring solution right. or attribution reports or, you know, hey, because we are, you know, we're doing YouTube, we're doing Facebook, you're, you know, we're posting on we send emails, we're, you know, posting on blog posts, we do organic LinkedIn, all those kind of things. So then it's like, well, we need to have multi-touch attribution reports and we need to see right. exactly and who do we give the credit to and how do we allocate the budget? And again, you're moving so far away from your what idea, what you just said of like, well, you know, we know our audience is on YouTube right. or we know our audience is on LinkedIn, but our attribution reports aren't great. So we, we don't spend any budget and spend those channels, right? Or, I mean, what we're doing right now, Right. Podcast. I mean, there that, is no attribution yeah. to the listener, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the lead, exactly to the sale. Right. So all of that, it would be hard to track. So then you start again, this is where you go down the wrong road. You start putting together strategies in order to track that. Right. So, right. well, we're only going to promote podcasts through our email list. And then we're gonna have a tracking URL in the email list. And we're going to see how many people clicked. And then we're going to look at how many people those clicked. Then how many of those people actually listened. So we see the conversion rates there. It's like, too much. Like the idea is put this out on every single platform that people listen to or watch mm-hmm. videos and see what happens. Like our job is to, right. this is free content. We're trying to educate anybody who wants to learn about marketing. It's not about us building a nice, you know, sexy report that we can show anybody. I love it. Now there is the other side, right? No tracking at all. That's terrible as well, <laughs> because then you'll have no idea if anything is working. So what's a happy medium? Yeah. I mean, I, I think <laughs> you don't de- need any I tools. think it depends. <laughs> yeah. I think it depends on your approach and your methodology and how your organization, I mean, we have the luxury of we're making the decisions, right? right? So we don't have to go and prove this to anybody else that, Hey, this is a good idea. But the reality is there's a lot of marketers internally that then they report to a VP or then the VP reports to the CEO or whatever that is. And they want to see metrics and KPIs and all those kind of things. So I almost think depending on the size of the company, depending on, I mean, I would probably say if, if you're looking at a, a smaller mid-range company, you probably could do a lot better without tracking because you just focus on doing the right thing. You just put out content, right? At some point, to your point, you're going to need to measure something. So you need to understand what we call them, you know, micro KPIs mm-hmm. are indicators or lead measures to those lag measures of what we actually care about, which is we do care about leads, but we care about qualified bottom of the funnel interested leads, right? So if we're selling a software, we care about demo requests or pricing requests. We don't care about ebook downloads or webinar attendees. Give the webinar, give the webinar away for free, right? Right. So it at that point where you're creating a bunch of content, I would care about tracking individual metrics around engagement simply for the fact of is my content resonating with the people that I want to resonate? Like, are they watching the whole video? Are they listening to the whole podcast? Did they listen to the first five minutes and they, you know, they leave. Right. And I still wouldn't just take that and say, okay, that means the podcast isn't working. I would say, are we doing enough? Is it interesting enough? Are we, is the title of the podcast, like, you know, the same as the content that's in the podcast. Right. And then I would also look at the same thing with engagement metrics is like, how are we promoting the podcast, the podcast. or the video? So, 
there's things that you need to track, but you need to track them in relation to the goal of that, right? So if it's awareness, if it's demand gen, like true de- demand gen type campaigns, you can't track that the same way as a PPC ad for sure. bottom of the funnel search term, right? So I think the tracking needs to be there. It's just a matter of tracking the right metrics and stop worrying about if you can't track what you're trying to track, doesn't mean it's not a good strategy. Correct. In fact, it might mean it's a better strategy because it means you're experimenting with a new channel that you know no one has really figured out yet. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right, business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Yeah. I mean, I think if you just think 50 years ago, you didn't have this, right? You, yeah. you, you were doing billboards, hoping somebody saw it on the side of a highway. Yeah. So they were still marketing. They were still attracting the right people. They were still driving foot traffic to a store or it was newspaper. I don't know. It could have been radio. None of those things are trackable. Like we are today. Now I think we've gone overloaded. Everything is, is trackable. It is. And it's too much. And this is where, again, this is where the idea of, you know, death by technology is like, I also truly believe that if you're doing the right things from a marketing perspective, all these advanced attribution tracking reports, you're going to build custom, you know, dashboards and Tableau, and you're going to hire, you know, Salesforce administrators (laughs) and data scientists to connect all these. If you are in charge of the marketing, all that should do is validate what you already knew. All that information, you buy a tool, whatever, pay however much money for, you know, how much visible type tool. And (laughs) what is it going to do? It's going to tell you exactly what you thought. That's true. If you're doing everything the right way, you're going to, yeah, I, you know, we figured we knew that, you know, you couldn't make that connection. Like you said, from, you know, someone watched a YouTube video and then went to our LinkedIn and checked this out and then went to the contact us page and filled out the form. We knew that we couldn't track that, but we figured that's how it was happening because we created those contents for each stage right. of the, the funnel buyer's or journey. buyer's journey. So that was our intention and it worked like, okay, great. Now we paid all this money. So what? Right. Like if you're not really able to make concrete business decisions with the data, then it's probably not worth it. And even if you are able to make those decisions, how much time and money did you put into getting the report, create this report that you could have put into creating more content right in the first place? Yeah. And I think it has come with the word digital marketing Mm -hmm. rather than marketing. (laughs) When you're at the digital, everything is trackable. And then now, Again, you don't send an email without having to check every little detail of every little bit because we were all like, oh, well, I got to see every little detail. But I'm with you on the sense that, hey, you needed to send that email out because you're having a webinar. Mm-hmm. How else are you supposed to let the world know? Right. And measure based on the engagement during the webinar, the comments, did the people show up? 
And did they email you after to book a demo? That's a better metric yep. rather than open rate and maybe test the subject line. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> and get no exactly, sales. Exactly. It's like, well, we spent, you know, eight <laughs> weeks trying to make sure everything was ready. And then like we missed all that time and that opportunity. But the, the interesting thing is, I mean, you mentioned digital and digital marketing for whatever reason is held to a different standard of what's acceptable, what's trackable, what's an acceptable cost per lead, cost per acquisition, because you're just looking at, you know, the spend that you use on the marketing, the, the hard costs there. But for whatever reason, these same exact companies have a different standard for, you know, we go to a trade show, right? Right. It's like, you're just going to send five salespeople to trade show, spend, you know, maybe a hundred thousand, maybe a hundred thousand dollars on, yeah, the booth yeah. display, all these kind of things. Uh, LED rental. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then you get there and you do all these things and then you come back and you get like, what, maybe five leads and you right. maybe close one of them. And like, no one looks at that of the cost per acquisition is, was a hundred thousand dollars for this one customer. Because at the end of the day, you don't add in the, the travel, time. the time, the people, the salary, all those kind of things. Point. You just look at, well, here was the cost to attend and here's what we got out. And those same people that will, you know, complain about spending $2,000 on a Facebook ad will then say, well, we had to do it for brand awareness. Like, you know, we have to be there. It's our industry trade show. And it's just something we have to do is brand awareness. You can't, you're not measuring that. You're not right. measuring the impact of that. And you're not measuring the cost for acquisition of that. But if you were to ask for hundred thousand dollars to put into Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads for brand awareness, it's a completely different story. <laughs> yeah. Well, how are we tracking? My CEO want to brew that. <laughs> right. How are we going to track it? Like there is a lot more that you can track and because you can track it, we, again, you get so fixated and obsessed with tracking the metrics that I think it, it really is impeding us from you know, doing the right thing on a marketing standpoint. I mean, I think our listeners are probably split between, like you said, extremely tracking heavy, want to know every little bit of detail, you know, what's my impression share for this keyword and mm -hmm. all that good stuff, as opposed to conversion rates or maybe even total revenue. And maybe some of them are not as sophisticated. Yeah. Right? So what words of advice can we give them? Maybe they're trying to save money to buy these expensive tools. Right. Maybe they need to save that money and put it into content. <laughs> I think you, I mean, you should absolutely track things and I don't want it to sound, um, sound like, yeah, I'm against, I mean, we use a lot of we've tools. We've used every tool in the book and that's yeah. why I know what, exactly what I'm saying in terms of the tools just, just they're just going to justify and validate what you already knew or you use the tools to learn or whatever. And then once you figure it out, the tool should help you do things like automate things that you would have have to do manually. That's where I see a lot of benefit in a, a tool like HubSpot is like the automation piece. The tracking is great where you need it, but I don't allow, you know, if there's a limitation to a tracking component, I wouldn't allow that. Be like, again, perfect example is this podcast. podcast. I don't know of a way that we can track what we're doing right now and the impact on filling our funnel aside from adding a dropdown to the contact form, like, how did you hear about us? Right? right. And again, I think that's a bad user experience. How did you hear about us dropdown? People do that for the exact reason that we're talking about. Well, we don't want to know what our ROI is. Overall, you should know what your ROI is. And that's why I'm saying, stop looking at these little individual channels that way and look at all of your marketing and it should be profitable. You should be driving ROI, but you should look at how transitioning and transforming some of your marketing to be more brand awareness and demand generation, educational based content. How does that actually impact your ROI over the course of the next three months, six months yeah. by stopping to track some of those metrics and just focusing on getting in front of the right people and educating them? Then you look at the awareness metrics and you test things like 
the ad copy, the creative, the landing page, the format of which you're displaying the message. I mean, there's so many things that when you take away the idea of, hey, we're going to just get leads on Facebook. So we're going to create an ebook, create a landing page, get the lead. You're not testing at all the value of that content that you're actually giving to them, which is now should be the most valuable piece or piece of information is like, how are we actually educating them, right? All you're testing is just the headline of that, the title of the ebook. Once they download it, you don't track anything Anything. because it's up to the salesperson to follow up with. I mean, if you just look at a simple math equation, let's say the gated versus ungated debate, let's say it was, let's say it's a thousand dollars and it's a dollar a click, a thousand visitors, right? So let's say we're running Facebook ads to get an ebook download for some industry report, right? You create the industry report, you spend however long creating the ebook, creating a landing page, creating a, a workflow, post conversion, the lead scoring, attribution points, all these kind of things, the criteria. Then you run it, you test, you're testing the creatives, the, the ad copy, and you're getting leads and it's whatever, however many dollars a lead. Let's say it's, you got a thousand clicks. Let's say you had a 2% conversion rate, right? And now you have what, 20 leads? Right. Okay. So now 20 people have access to the information for a thousand dollars. And again, this is, that's cheap, a dollar per click. So many people have access to how many people you think actually are going to go get the email in their inbox, open it up, read the whole thing. Even if half of those people did, so now 10 people. So now you spend a thousand dollars to get 10 people to do that. And then all those people is very top of the funnel. So maybe what 1% of that is going to turn right. into maybe a customer. So there's a thousand dollars, maybe one customer. Whereas before the, you know, you take the opposite approach and you say, okay, here's this content. What is the best way to give away this industry report? Is it a long form blog post? Is it infographics? Is it video? Should we make a video about the industry report? Should we make, should it, could it be an ebook that we just give away for free? All these kind of things, right? Then you're testing that, spending more effort and time testing. How do we get more visibility to this? How do we get engagement? So now those thousand clicks, all a thousand people will get instant access to that information, right? So the probability of getting a couple right. of people to exactly. contact we is went, far greater. Yeah, we went I and mean, we went from 2% of the people to fill out the form because they didn't want to get their information. Now we have a thousand people, 100%. So even if only 50% of those people, even if 30% of the people actually read that. 10% is yeah. better than 2%. It's better than 2%. Yeah. And that's the point I'm trying to make is like, give the information away for free. The value of that ebook download for $1,000 or $500 or whatever, it, it just doesn't convert into customers Right. It doesn't. We've seen it a thousand times. Like it's it's going to be a one percent from that lead to actual customer, maybe maybe less. I think the brands that give away the most, right, without asking for any information, without filling out a form, you know, making your webinar readily available, and mm-hmm. just watching it, creating more content, is definitely get those people that are skeptical to know what is this right. company, what do they do? I don't want to give my information. I don't want to have a salesperson call me. I don't want them chasing me, right? I don't want them following up, professional persistence. I don't want any of that. I want to know what they do and can they help? And that definitely makes perfect sense. I've wondered on websites, where is a video about what the thing is? Yeah. (laughs) What what, what do they do? I mean, if if you have a software, right? And you have a demo page and you have to fill out a form to see a demo and there's no other video on the website that explains what your product is. Like I get the fact that at some point a salesperson in the B2B software needs to get involved because you have to figure out if this software is even going to fit for them, how it's going to integrate with their existing software, how they're going to use it, how many users they have, figure out a pricing, answer any questions. I get that before you even get there, there's not pricing information on your website and there's not a video to at least highlight some of the features and benefits. 
what are you doing? Right. Because then you're just trying to squeeze somebody through your funnel Funnel. because of two things. One, you think that is going to close more deals, right? Otherwise you wouldn't do it. And the other thing is that you need to report to somebody what you're doing. And if you just say, Hey, we spent $10,000 on Facebook ad last month and we had how many people to this website and they all viewed it. Right. And you didn't have a, well, how do we know those leads came from the Facebook ad or how do we know this happened? Some of it is going to be a little just intuitive and instinct of, well, they, we weren't getting the leads before and now we are. (laughs) So yeah, I I agree. And And it's like the same thing with retargeting too, is that many people are not doing retargeting because of whatever metric they're trying to measure. Oh, well, and I feel like of all the campaigns I've looked at, retargeting has the lowest cost per acquisition. So why do you not turn it on and spend as much money as you possibly can? Yeah. Because it's so cost effective and well, just and try cheap, different yeah. creative and yeah. just keep going. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially if the, you're confident in the first time they came to your website, like that they came from a good channel because in the front end, you were doing right. a good job from a marketing standpoint. That means that you should retarget to everyone who's been on your website because they're already shown some interest and- for like you said, for pennies on the dollar, you can right. stay in front of them for the next six weeks. Yeah, and, and not only that, I think this is something that you say quite often, people just don't know how they got your website anymore. Yeah, <laughs> This is the fact. Yeah. I don't care how much you track, people are stumbling on websites, they click on a link, somebody mentioned a brand in a Facebook group, they Google searched it, and then when they see a Facebook ad, they lead a retargeting Facebook ad, they think it's a Facebook ad not a retargeting campaign. And I'm just like, that's the world we live in. So at this point, it doesn't matter what you're tracking and what's that first touch is. It is absolutely garbage data to some extent for the bigger the brand is just like, people are just Googling you, mention your name. They may have heard about you and then you will have no idea what it really came down to, right? So it's amazing. It's amazing how we still are trying to track something that we should just stop worrying about. Yeah. Yeah, so I think to summarize all this, right? It's not that, you know, we're against technology. Again, we, we use every, hey, this podcast is called growth marketers. Yeah, we use every tool <laughs> in the book, but what we get, what we get frustrated is when you throw out Over. the fundamentals of marketing and what marketing is supposed to be about in the vein or in, in for the sake of, Hey, yeah. we have to track this or how do we measure attribution? Or, you know, I can't tell you how many times we've had conversations with people who, seem to buy into is like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. We want to educate, we want to give the content away for free. I understand, let's do it. But when it gets time to pull the trigger, it's, well, we had 30 MQLs last month from this. So you're telling me the MQLs are going to stop? The leads are going to stop? Wow. What are our salespeople going to do? Right. And it's like, we just talked about this. Yeah. We have to stop thinking that way because that is not effective marketing. We have to look at how do we truly influence our buyers when they're in a passive mode if we're trying to generate demand out of thin air, right? Especially if you have a new product or new product category, new software technology, whatever that is that you're trying to introduce to a market, you can't try to just jump to the, let's get on a demo, a demo of what? Like, why do I need this? You have to educate them. They have to give them value. And it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's also going to take more creativity and more value on the marketer side and less focus on how do we generate a lead in the short term? Love it. Well, Thank you, Taylor, for enlightening us. Depth by Technology, another episode of the Don't overdo it. Yeah, if you like this content, I want you to subscribe, share it with a friend, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, send us questions we'd love to answer, especially the extreme technology questions. Oh, what's possible? What's tracking? How do we connect it to the API and 
download data, share it. You know, there's so much of that happening, but we certainly want to make sure why are you doing that? And could we do it where, you know, you're using your instinct, like you said, to maybe validate the knowledge that you already have rather than trying to create some, you know, more reports, whatever it might be. So thanks all for checking it out and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight All right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.